Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to the second episode of Habits of the Influential. We started this brand new series yesterday, coming off of a series on breaking patterns. And uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that series as well. But I want to dive right into today's content. Uh, Yesterday we gave a quick foundation on what it is to be influential and what a person of influence is, and uh, now we're going to go through a list of you know the habits of the influential. So yesterday we started with talking about showing a genuine interest in others and what that looks like and why that's important. Today I want to talk about humility and servitude, and I have a story to tell with you as well. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this story. It's actually a true story, uh, but Remember that when it comes to humility and servitude, communication is a two-way street. As such, it's, it's not enough to just strike up a conversation with the people around you. To become a true influencer, you need to make yourself easily accessible. So you've got to be approachable. You have to be a person of honesty and integrity that people can trust. Okay, so these are all, again, habits that you develop every single day of your life. They're not just things that you just wake up one morning and decide to be. They are things that you need to practice and maintain and think about day in, day out, and and just weave through every day of your life and your habits, your routines, your behaviors, how you respond, working on emotional intelligence. You, you never know when a potential hire team member or colleague will need your help. So you have to be ready all the time. And you never know when a challenge will come and hit you right smack in the face. And you have to be ready all the time to serve and to be in humility and servitude and not react or overreact or, uh, you know, or take things to heart and become, you know, uh, have a complex about it where you feel like it's a personal attack, you know. Um, invite people into your office whenever they need something, you know, collaborate in discussions about vision, about the future uh, developments of the company, about current events and issues within the company or the organization, but especially even in your own life, you know, collaborate with your children, collaborate with your husband, make sure that everybody is on the same page and everybody feels like they're involved with the solutions Uh, You know, make sure that you create environments wherever you are, personally and professionally, where people feel comfortable bringing you ideas. As you create an open atmosphere, people will feel safe and confident in your presence, which which allows you to strengthen your bonds and connections with them. Uh, So a quick story for you. Um, This is a, a, a discussion about the attitude of humility and servitude, and I feel like it's a very powerful story. It's a true story about a man named Rick Rescorla. Uh, now, this is probably a name that not many people know, unfortunately, but those that would know Rick Rescorla will be very touched um, that this, sh- this story is shared because of what he did. Uh, Rick actually was um, involved in both the British and then the American uh, Army and service, and he learned what is important to have comrades that could count on him, and he also learned what humility and servitude was. Well, Rick, in, on 9-11, and everybody that's listening should know 
what 9-11 means, but for those of you that may not, um, that was when the Twin Towers fell in New York City, United States of America, um, because of a terrorist attack with um, you know, commercial airlines. So anyway, Rick was working for Morgan Stanley on the 44th floor of the South Tower on this day, and he was told, point blank, do not move, just tell everyone to stay at their desks and remain peaceful and quiet. Well, he knew that he knew in his heart that was the wrong decision because Rick was trained to um, respond in ways that were of integrity and of honor and doing what is right. So he began a process of directing the entire team out of the building from the 44th floor. And he did so singing the entire time. Now, why did he sing? Because what he wanted to do was create an atmosphere where people felt calm and people felt like they could trust him and they knew that he was calm because he wouldn't be singing if he wasn't calm, right? He gave a sense of stability and he lifted the spirits of the people that were, that were being shuffled down these stairs, 44 floors. And he continued to do this and he got everybody to sing with him. So he kept the energy up, the, the spirits up of the people. And by so doing, sacrificially, he would go back up for group after group. He ended up saving most of the staff that day, which was, I think, close to 300 people, if I remember right. Anyway, in the midst of doing you know, this arduous chore of going back up and getting group after group and ushering them down the stairs, his wife called. And, of course, she was in a panic. And she's wondering how he's doing, and she's scared and fretful. And he not only continued to do his work positively and effectively, but he calmed his wife. And he said a statement similar to this. He said, Honey, uh, please calm down and don't cry. Just know that no matter what happens, that the last many years of my life have been the best years I have ever had. And I have you to thank for that. So this guy is not only got his life on the line, but he's serving. He's staying humble. He's staying calm. He's emotionally intelligent. And he is walking through this thing only with his heart and his mind on others. As I mentioned, he was credited for saving most of the staff that day. And in the end, his remains were never found. So the ending is quite sad. But the point of the story is to remind you that when we are in humility and servitude and our eyes and hearts and minds are on serving other people, uh, we can make a huge impact, okay? Um, you know, it's, it's important to understand that, you know, everything that you do is affecting people around you, whether you think it is or not. You, whether you want to adjust, justify something you're doing that you know is wrong, you are affecting the people around you. So staying in humility and servitude and letting people see that and, re and reflect that on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment. I'm not talking, again, this isn't once a week, once a month, once a year. This is all the time. And this is something that if you don't do it every day and get it ingrained within you, you can't. Because when the pressure comes on, you won't be able to do it. All right? So we're back to that daily routine and practice. And, and this is what Rick Rescorla did. I mean, he had trained himself day in, day out, day in, day out to be a person of humility and servitude, or he would have never, ever pulled that off. So I hope this has been impactful to you. It's definitely something that I need to hear again and again. So 
Michelle Steffes. Your journey to greatness and routine. We'll jump back in tomorrow with more tips on how to be a person of influence or habits of the influence.